This is Mary Lewis at A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with homesteaders, cottage food producers, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Allison at Tallow Springs about beef tallow. Good afternoon, Allison. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Good. So tell me about yourself and Tallow Springs. Yes. Um, so I do Tallow Springs. This is my little small business I started this summer. Um, I make tallow-based skincare to sell. Um, I started back maybe a year or so ago. I discovered tallow and then um, was buying it from somebody else from California. And I was like, well, I don't want to buy it from somebody in California. Let's find someone local. But I couldn't find anybody that I liked their products enough. So I decided to start making it. And after about a year of making it for myself, I'm like, well, if I want this, other people must too. So that's kind of how Tallow Springs was born. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have a question then. Yes. Is it beef tallow? Yes. So it is beef tallow. Yep. Um, I get it from a local um, cattle farmer and do all the rendering and processing of the tallow myself um, and then turn it into skincare. Okay. So could you use any other kind? Could you use sheep tallow or chicken or pork or does it need to be beef? I've heard people do use other tallow for skincare, um, but it doesn't have the same nutritional profile as beef tallow. Um, okay. I haven't tried anything other than beef um, besides for cooking. Um, and I, I've heard that other types of tallow have a more pungent smell, I'll say. So, but, you know, the rendering process is similar. So you could. I don't know, though. Okay. I don't know either. That's why I asked because yeah. we yeah. we have we have some tallow from a half that we bought in our freezer right now. And I keep I keep thinking I should render that and use it and yep. learn how to use it and I just haven't done it yet. So Yeah. <clears throat> um, so what kind of skincare products are you making? So right now I have um a couple different textures I have a whipped texture with it which is like light fluffy airy almost like a whipped cream texture um, it's really easy to spread on like large areas um, and then I have a balm which is you know think of like a salve type texture um, a little more dense for I you know cuticles lips um, smaller more concentrated areas and then I have a lip balm right now too so um, really tallow can be used everywhere for anything it's not you know you need one for your under eyes you need one for your lips you need one for your face you need one for your feet it's really an all-over moisturizer which is what makes it so great because skincare is really expensive if you have a hundred different products you're using every day um which is just completely unnecessary (laughs) so (laughs) yeah um i'm not a makeup girl in the least and I have like four or five different hand creams sitting on my kitchen <laughs> windowsill and I don't love any of them. Yeah. I have I have made skin salves myself. 
and I use co I use coconut oil and um, beeswax and olive oil, and I love those. And I finally got smart and found little tiny um, twist up tubes that look like a deodorant tube, but they're small, so the size of a lip balm tube. Yep. Because I used to make lotion bars, <clears throat> which is basically the same idea as what you're doing, but it was yep. plant-based oils. Okay. <clears throat> and they were great, except that you had to put the the bar back in the container it was in, and then your hands were covered in the, <laughs> the balm, and yep. you had to rub it in, and then you had to have paper towels somewhere because you really don't want that on yeah. bath towels or tea towels or washcloths. So it was, it was an experiment to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then I, I refined it and now we, we sell our, our um, body bombs is what I call them. Yeah. So I might have to dig into that big old bag of tallow and try out tallow salve and see how that works. Yes. It, so for the salve, it's, it's a good, hard consistency, but you know, with heat, it just melts so nicely um but it's nice because it the entire thing's not gonna melt i mean if you leave it in your car all day in the middle of a minnesota sum uh, summer it's probably gonna melt because it gets real toasty mm -hmm. but you know leave it in your purse and it's just so easy to transport and you don't have to add anything else to it really um i don't add any other oils or anything to my towel just because my skin is so sensitive um that i don't like other oils in it uh, mm -hmm. you know, like the olive or coconut or anything um so i don't put it in mine but i know people love it so so is it unscented so i have one that's completely unscented it's just 100 percent tallow um and then i have one right now that i infuse with lavender buds from a local lavender farmer yeah um, and i'm working on one right now for winter that's gonna be cinnamon and vanilla that I'm gonna infuse the tallow with cinnamon sticks and vanilla beans. So Yum. Yes, I'm so excited for it. I was before before this, I was just working on the labels for the jars. So I'm super excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I made a, a vanilla lip balm with actual vanilla oil. Okay. And um it, it turned out terribly because vanilla is actually bitter. Vanilla oil is bitter. Okay. So I had my son try the, the lip balm on the back of a spoon before I poured it into the, into the molds. Okay. And he was like, um, you're not going to be happy. Oh, no. oh, that's so disappointing when that happens. I, I said, why? He said, try it. And I put some on and I was like, oh, it's like coffee beans. Only not, it doesn't smell like coffee. And so... I learned that if we put um, powdered sugar in the lip balm oils, oh. it it fools your brain into thinking that you're tasting sweet vanilla. And so that came out fine. But uh, we ended up using the lip balms as the, the body balm because it smelled fantastic. It smelled exactly like um, vanilla cookies. So we have, we have like, 50 tubes of vanilla scented body balm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, would, I wouldn't have guessed that it would taste bad either. I wouldn't have guessed that either. Yeah, who, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. I felt 
I felt so dumb and and my kid was like you can't feel dumb you hadn't tasted straight vanilla oil before yeah. it's like yeah true okay <laughs> so yeah vanilla cinnamon sounds fantastic people are going to yeah. want to people are going to want to lick their hands when they put it on I'm excited for it I'm really excited for it well and I use so like I use mine I have really really dry chap lips all year round constantly I never leave house without lip balm and my water bottles if I leave my phone if I leave anything else I'll be fine but I need my lip balm and I need my water bottles mm -hmm. um, and I now I just bring tallow with me everywhere because it's you can use it all over so if my hands mm -hmm. are dry tallow lips are dry tallow it's great um, mm -hmm. and then I don't have 18 things I'm carrying in my purse anymore so it's nice to condense <laughs> it it is it's always nice to have one thing that yeah. covers a bunch of different yeah. needs so um how I, I feel like you sort of answered this <clears throat> at the beginning but i feel like there's more to it mm -hmm. so so how did you find out about making or using tallow yeah so i'll i'll give you the whole story because we've got the time mm -hmm. so back about two years ago um i had covid um terribly just i i couldn't eat i lost 30 40 pounds in about three months because mm -hmm. i like literally could not eat um so then you know then you start digging into the how to heal your gut how to heal your body without all of the meds and all of the procedures that all these doctors were like well your labs come back fine so you must be fine it's all in your head we can we can do this procedure and look and see but I don't think it's going to tell us anything. I'm like, well, okay, I don't feel good. So something is wrong. Um, and then, you know, start digging down the rabbit hole of eating better. And then you get to the rabbit hole of all of the products that are used on our bodies to clean um, on our fabrics, everything. They're so bad for you. They're full of all these toxins, all these endocrine disruptors, fragrances that are toxic to us and causing us all this harm but unless you learn you don't know any better so you know that whole skincare side of things um, i've always had extremely sensitive very dry skin and even you know anything off the store that i would go and get um you know go to target go to walmart anything my face would be red and splotchy and i'd break out and nothing worked so then in this rabbit hole i was in I found tallow and I was like, I'm not going to take beef fat and put it on my face. Absolutely not. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I am. I'm going to try it. And it was the first product that I used um, that didn't make my skin irritated after using it for the first time. It actually helped and my skin felt so moisturized and so calm. Um, and I was like, okay. This is it. <laughs> this is gold. This is wonderful. Um, yeah, and then I've been using it since. And yeah, I was buying it from somebody um, that makes it in California. Um, but you know, I've, I passionately want to support local as much as possible. Um, but I couldn't find any without you know the essential oils or the extra oils that my skin can't handle. Um, so I started making it. I contacted the people that we get our meat from and said, hey, do you guys have tallow by chance? Thinking they're going to think I'm crazy for even asking. And they're like, yeah, we have a ton. Do you want some? I said, 
absolutely. Um, and yeah, here we are six months after making it and starting to sell it. So, okay. That makes yeah. more sense. Um, <laughs> can you, can you use tallow on dry hair? Yes. Um, you can, it might look greasy though, but mm -hmm. it is very nourishing. I actually put it on my scalp. Um, like a couple hours or the night before, um, I wash my hair, um, cause it's nourishing for that too. It's just, you know, it'll leave it looking greasy. So, well, that's better than frizzy. Um, the reason I, <laughs> the reason I ask is because I'm 53 and my hair started going gray when I was 14 and now I'm more than 50% white and my hair yeah. was a really dark brown. And I don't know what you know about gray hair or white hair or anything in between. It gets real coarse. Very coarse and very dry. Yeah. And I've used, I've used a few different things and it, it helps for maybe a day. And then my hair is like, nope, I'm going back to the way I want to be. And it makes it so frustrating that I'm constantly yeah. just pulling it back in a ponytail because it just looks terrible. Yeah. So, um, I may have to, I'm going to have to dig out some of that tallow and try it. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are also people, I don't yet, maybe in the future I will. There's also some people that make tallow, um, shampoo and conditioner bars, like mm -hmm. a soap bar, but for your yep. hair, um, which I use as well. And it works great. Okay. Definitely very moisturizing. So, but yeah, the tallow, you can definitely put it in your hair for that. If you're, if you're naturally dry and coarse anyway, it'll probably help. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I didn't used to be, my hair used to be really, really nice. And then I got older and now it's just not nearly as nice as it used to be. <laughs> and I refuse to color it. It, it grows so fast that there's no point in coloring it. And the only reason that I would the only reason I would color it is because the conditioner that comes with the box dyes is so nice. My hair is, is shiny and silky for a month and then it grows out again. So, so what's the, what's the process for rendering the tallow? Because I have looked into it and the last I looked into it, it was a real quick thing. And it said something about, boiling it with water and that the, mm -hmm. the tallow will rise or what, what you want out of it will rise. Is that correct? Yeah. So there's two methods that are common for rendering tallow that I know of. There's a wet render and a dry render, a dry render. You basically put it in your oven, um, on a low temp and let it, uh, just melt down. And then you skim off of the top, um, the tallow because all the impurities and any um, fascia, tissue, um, meat um, will fall, muscles will fall to the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't, that typically leaves that kind of beefy smell in it. Um, so it's not ideal for like skincare. It's perfect, absolutely perfect for cooking if you're going to use tallow to cook. Um, mm -hmm. I use wet render, um, which is like you said, you put it in put the tallow in with water, you let it heat um, on low for, I do mine, about 12 hours. Um, and I put some salt in there. The salt pulls impurities out and then um, 
you strain, I strain it through a cheese cloth and a strainer, and then put it in the fridge, and then the fat will separate from the water. Then you have a big puck of tallow, and then a bunch of dirty water the first time, um, depending on how clean your tallow is to start with. And um, if you're going to cook with it, that's fine to stop there. If you want to use it for skincare or on your body somewhere like that, um, you're going to need to do that probably two, one to two more times. Um, and then that'll pull out um, the smells too, the beefy smell. So, okay. Yeah. It sounds a lot like when I got raw honeycomb from a friend of, well, not a friend of ours, an acquaintance of ours. He has a orchard and he also okay. has honeybees in his orchard. And I, he asked my boys years ago if they wanted to help extract the honey from the honeycomb. And so they did. And, and I saw a bunch of the leftover honeycomb that had already been dealt with. And I said, what do you do with that? He said, well, I let the bees have at it outside, and then I just throw the, the wax away. <clears throat> and I said, um, could you not throw that wax away? I would like to have it. <laughs> How much do you want for it? He's like, you can have it. What are you going to do with it? I said, I'm going to melt it down so I have it for my lip balms and stuff. Absolutely. He said, but it's dirty. It's gross. Why would you do that? I said, it's going to float. Yep. I, said, I said, I promise you, I know what I'm doing. So I took it home and I put it in a big old canner with water and I did it four or five times. Yep. And it was the most beautiful golden beeswax and it still yeah. smelled like honey. And oh, I yeah. took some I took some to his, his place of business in a Ziploc bag and I walked in and I was like, Hey, this is what your your beeswax ended up looking like. And he opened it up and he said, Oh, it still smells like honey. I said, so good. Yeah. He said, how much did you get? I said, like a pound. He says, do you want more next year? I was like, yes, I do, sir. I really, really do. Uh, yep. I don't know what you know about beeswax, but beeswax is, is not inexpensive. It's, it's, it it's, not. it's a lot of money. I buy it from a local beekeeper for my lip balm. I put mm -hmm. a little bit of beeswax in there just to firm it up just a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not cheap. <laughs> no, no, it's but not. When I was making it for just myself before I started selling, um, I just went up to um, our local co-op and just got some of the beeswax pellets from them. And, you know, they're kind of white and they're super waxy little pellets. Yep. Um, and, you know, they don't smell like honey or anything. And I was like, oh, these are great. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to sell this. I want to be as local, I want to source my ingredients as local as I possibly can. So I contacted people that I get my honey from. Do you guys sell beeswax? Yep. Okay, cool. I'd like some. And just the color difference alone is crazy. The stuff that I got from the local beekeeper, it is, it, it is, it's golden. And it yep. has the most wonderful honey fragrant smell. And it's just delicious. It's so good. It's it's kind of fantastic how if you're willing to do just a little bit of work or source stuff locally, the okay. difference in quality. Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's the the people that I've met, the farmers, um, 
people I've been going to markets not like craft show type markets um, and the people that I've met the local people that sell and that I buy stuff from it's so much fun to meet them and go out to their place go out to their farm it's just it's been so much fun <laughs> Yeah, I, I do understand. We we source a lot of things from local neighbors and friends, and it's always an excuse to chat, to, to catch yeah. up. Yeah. And I feel like anytime I, I need something, I'm more excited to go see them and, and chat with them than I am to bring the thing that I went for home. <laughs> yep. But when we when I melted that, that beeswax down, my house smelled so good. I bet. Oh, all I, all I wanted was baklava by the time I was done. <laughs> I know when I do the, so when I infuse the lavender, I use fresh lavender buds um, and I, I literally put it in my crock pot um, that I bought specifically for tallow and just let it melt and sit in there for, you know, six, seven, eight hours. And it just, it smells like fresh lavender. It makes the entire house smell like fresh lavender. It's just lovely. It's just, it's so nice. Yes. Um, we grow herbs in our big old garden and we dry them to use for the winter. And my husband brought in rosemary three or four weeks ago. And they were humongous stems. The rosemary did so great this year because it was so hot and so dry. And we put them on cookie sheets and stuck them in the oven at 170 degrees Fahrenheit and let them go for an hour and a half. And oh, it smelled like a Christmas tree. I was... I was so excited. I, I'm, I'm really tactile and I'm really um, scent and sound driven. Yep. So, so if it's if it's good music, I am high. If it's good smells, I'm high. If it's if it's if it's a lovely little kitten who's like six weeks old and I'm petting it, I'm high. I never have to do drugs in my life because as long as as long as I have music or good smelling things or a pet, I'm good. <laughs> that's a good thing though <laughs> yeah yep i don't see any point in buying things that will will screw up my brain chemistry when i can have natural things that aren't illegal exactly. that do the same thing exactly so. yeah I, i'm similar um i know i've listened to the podcast and you have uh, a dog maggie we do um, and so we are a dog family me, me and my husband um we have five dogs total um and they're all pure fluff balls. Um, and it's just, you know, bad day, just go home and just all the dogs lay, lay on the couch and they all just come straight to you. And it's just, oh, it's, there's, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, nothing better. No, nothing better. Nope. Yeah. I hate to be obnoxious about my dog. I really do. But I feel like I'm always obnoxious about my dog because, <laughs> because we've never, we've never had a dog before we've had cats mm -hmm. and we got Maggie when she was a day shy of eight weeks old. Yep. And I'm, I'm so in love with her still. I mean, yeah. she barked all the way home for half an hour from the lady we got her from. And I thought we'd made a huge mistake. And then she tried to eat my house. She yep. actually chewed up the baseboards in our kitchen. Luckily we, it wasn't too bad, but she left teeth marks. <clears throat> and we had to keep her corralled for a month because she was into everything. 
And she went through the velociraptor stage that they all go through where they chew on you and everything else. She's three now. And she is the, she's an Australian shepherd. She's supposed to be high energy, working dog, crazy. She is so mellow. As long as she gets played with for half an hour to an hour a day and gets a walk, she's great. So, (laughs) yeah, so we basically got a house dog that was supposed to be a working dog. And she's gorgeous. I'm, I'm so in love with her. I can't stand it. I, I told I told my husband the other day, I said, she's my favorite person in the world now. He's like, what about me? I said, well, I think you might be second in line. He's like, he said, well, I'm actually first in line because I'm actually a person and she's a dog. I was like, okay, she's my favorite dog in the world. Fine. <laughs> she's my favorite thing, period. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I have, I have four adult children who are like, you got a new baby. Uh-oh. And we, we also have six new kittens in our pole barn right now who are three weeks and a couple of days old. And Maggie got introduced to them the other day. And she now has six new friends. Of course she does. Of course she does. So, yeah. I just, I feel like all I, I feel like all I talk about when I comment on what people are saying to me on the podcast is soap, my dog, and food, cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are three solid topics to talk about, and most people can relate to one or more of those topics, so I understand it. <laughs> and, and goats. I have talked about goats on, I would bet, five out of the seven recordings I've done so far. Yeah, and so my husband and I, we live in Isani. We have acreage. We don't have, um, we don't homestead. We don't, we're, we're not growing food or have animals right now besides our dogs. Mm-hmm. like to in the future and i think goats are going to be um goats and chickens are top of our list so yeah it's i've been researching goats for like six months now like ready this coming up spring i'm like we've got to get a couple we've got to try it we just got to try it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work for us that's fine but let's try it please <laughs> so i'm hoping Yeah, I was just, I did, I recorded another podcast this morning and we were just talking about goats and I was saying that they're crazy. They are mischievous (laughs) creatures. But um, one of the other reasons that I don't want to own goats is because most of the goat milk I've ever tasted or the goat milk cheese is very earthy. It's very, to me, it tastes like a cow pasture smells like fresh hay and cow patties. And that's not a great taste to me. So what's really weird about the whole thing is we have friends that have goats and we just traded stuff from our garden to feed the goats for goat's milk. And their goats, their milk tastes just like cow milk. I do not know why, why the difference. So I have no idea, but I'm now a convert to their particular goat's milk. Yep. It's it's really lovely, and the, the cream is yeah. so thick. I've heard, I've heard that, yeah. There's a gal um, from the um, Farmer's Direct site on Facebook that mm-hmm. bought some cattle for me, and she's like, we got to talking, and she has goats. I'm like, perfect. I will totally trade you towel for goat milk sometime because I have been dying 
to try it. And she's like, mm-hmm. once you have it in your coffee, you will never go back. Oh, okay, sold. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, she's not wrong. She's not yeah. wrong. Yeah, it's was, it's really fun to do. Yeah, it's really fantastic. <clears throat> so, yet again, I have talked about my dog and goats. Yay. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I'm talking to a lady on Friday, and I'm pretty sure she's going to talk about goats. So this is a running theme. I should make the podcast Goat Talk or something. It's Goat Week. Yeah, it's Goat Year. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So are you going to stick with tallow, or are you gonna are you gonna expand to anything else? I'm sticking with tallow for now, um, but we'll see what the future brings because. Like I said, I, you know, initially, it, my husband and I laugh about it because so making one batch of tallow, my very first one, made you know it's more than a more than it's thirty forty jars, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's more than I could go through in five years. So I'm like, well, okay, I'm not just gonna let this sit in my fridge or freezer. I'm like I'll just post it on Facebook and see what happens and I sold and I decided that just on a whim one Thursday afternoon I think it was I'm like yeah let's just post this and see what happens like 60 jars later I'm like okay this is a thing let's do this and we joke all the time yeah I just decided to start a business one Thursday um mm-hmm. so it's still newish to me and I'm still trying to like figure it all out so I I have a lot of big plans but you know my husband is very grounding for me in those big plans like okay don't go crazy you need to figure out what we're doing first (laughs) before you do all of the things (laughs) like that's probably a good idea that sounds like me with my husband because I'm the grounder (laughs) and he's the one saying I want to do all the things now yeah, it's, it's good to have somebody to bring you back to reality for a little mm-hmm. bit, um, because if not, I, w- my, I would be in a hundred different places right now. So it's, it's nice to have that focus to actually do this properly. So, yeah. Yeah, we went through the hundred different places this summer. My husband um, <laughs> left his, his almost 30-year year corporate job career back in March, and He said, I need to quit my job. And I said, "Uh uh-huh. And he said, I need to quit my job. I said, quit your job. So he left his job. And I said, what next? And he said, we're going to make this place go. And then threw a whole bunch of ideas at me. And it was about four ideas more than we probably should have had our hands in. (laughs) And it's been been a lot. It's been a lot of learning curve and a lot of frustration and a lot of joy because sometimes things do work. But, um, yeah, he's he's going to be going back to work Wednesday part-time. <laughs> it's winter, so, you know, yeah. there's not a lot going on yeah. with growing things in the winter in Minnesota, as we all know. And I can't quite let a cat out of a bag yet, but it looks like we might actually have a heated greenhouse built by next May. Oh. And there's a reason, and I will be sharing it on Facebook when I get the go-ahead but I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to, to make the news public yet as to how we're going to do it. I'm dying to. I can't wait to get the email so that I can say, 
what's going on, but it's really exciting. So that's a tease for the next person I talk to after I find out about it and be like, just so you know, I'm crazy because this thing came through. (laughs) That'll be cool. That'll be really cool. Yeah, we we have the opportunity to um, grow leafy greens and radishes and I think carrots if we have a heated greenhouse next year for a school that wants to buy um, produce for their school lunches. Love it. And that's not the cat out of the bag. That's that's something that was proposed last spring, but we just yeah. couldn't make it happen this year. Yeah. So we're looking forward to being able to grow produce in December, January, and February and have it be good, have it be alive. Yeah, alive so, good. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to eat dead lettuce. That's gross. No, thank you. <laughs> but there's there's fun things on the horizon. We just have to get through that's the exciting. next few weeks of, of answers and what we're doing. So so I totally understand your hundred things at once because <laughs> we've now whittled it down to probably a heated heated greenhouse and my podcast, which I love doing. I love yeah. finding out about what you and everybody else are doing and why and how and why you wanted to do it in the first place and how excited you are. Yep. So um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Because I try to keep these to about 30 minutes long. Oh boy, I don't think so. You're good? I am. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun to do. All right. You have a great day. Thanks. You as well. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.